All right, I'm hoping everything works now. We'll, we'll find out if we can't hear us on stream. All right. Yeah. Well, according to this graph, they can hear us. <laughs> Yay! Woo! I can hear us both too. Fantastic. Me too, and so can the audio recording program. All right. Yay! Boy, what a day. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Well, it is a heat wave here, and I know that because yesterday I was stuck in my vehicle in traffic, and I swear to oh, God, no. I had heat exhaustion because I was starting to feel woozy and got scared I was going to crash. <laughs> it was so bad yesterday specifically, uh, but I got back to work and... The, our air conditioner is just like crazy, so I was freezing after that. I swear to God, I'm gonna catch a cold or something from the back and forth. Dude, I was just at my sister's place, and like the air conditioning was freezing there. Everyone was wearing blankets and hoodies, and I'm just there in a t-shirt. Like I really wish I had brought something, or should I ask? I don't know if I should right now. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't like the heat. <laughs> So I don't like same here. These like two month or two that we get of uh, heat waves, I am not a fan of. Uh, what have you been up to this week? What's new? Uh, not all that much new with me. Like I said, uh, my mom it was down for the last month or so, so I went to go visit my sister and hang out with all them. Mom flew back tonight, so I drove her to the airport. Um. Other than that, really, it's just been chilling at the house, helping with the house. Reese got a new greenhouse built, so yep. I think I talked about that last week. Yep. As she uh, started yeah. planting stuff. Oh, now must be a great time to yeah. start planting stuff. Oh, she honestly, with the cold snap coming, she's like, oh, thank God, because now I can put the rest of the tomatoes in there, and they'll actually ripen and finish instead of this cold snap we're getting like five days killing them all. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. It's been absolutely crazy. Uh, oh, I guess Sean's not here, in case people didn't notice. Uh, he's, I think, on a plane tonight going to PAX, if I remember. Yeah. Uh, Something like that. Probably? Because, yeah, PAX West is usually Friday to Monday. Yeah, PAX starts tomorrow, which is insane that that came back so quick. Uh, I mean, it came back last year. It was they had a West last year. Yeah, I more meant that we're in September, and that's insane to me. Oh, yeah, dude, this year is so fucking fast. It's gone by so so quickly. Uh, so you weren't gonna go to PAX this year, uh, really, at all, right? It was on, I was really on the fence, but I was just like, no, I still don't quite. Like I'm saying, like, I don't feel quite ready to go. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like. I have three trips coming up in the next couple months. So it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to cons, but I'm still going to be on airplanes with people. So, yeah. Or in airports, which might as well be like being in a mini convention. So, yeah, the convent, I don't know. The conventions are so much more packed, though. Like, <laughs> there's definitely a difference, I think, in my mind. Although I haven't seen a convention in years. Uh, so mm. since COVID, I'm sure the conventions are probably maybe... I'm sure there's more people. I'm curious how PAX is going to be. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's more people that aren't going than, like, before. I just remember being crammed in little rooms and shit all the time. So I can't imagine it's like that after COVID, even with the restrictions lifted. <laughs> but who knows, man. Well, something just came to mind. Now I'm going to check it because I'm curious. 
Oh, like their uh, attendance policies? Four-day badges are still for sale for PAX West. Yeah, so it's not going to be nearly as bad as the years that, like, we've gone or that you usually go. Yeah. And so, oh, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I think a lot of people are just like, no, fuck that. <laughs> We're not there yet. Yeah. I'm curious what, I actually don't even know what attendee, what attendance was for the previous ones. Let me look that up, because I think that's all on Wiki. Yeah, like, the only year they missed was 2020, right? Yes, that sounds right in my head. Yeah. I wonder if there's been a decline just in general, because there's been so I many mean, other conventions and expos, people don't really have to travel to any of the bigger ones. I think, if anything, there's been at least one just because of, well, the... Or because of COVID, but other than that, I think it's still still pretty strong. Sure, yeah. List of PAX events. Do they not do breakdowns of attendance anymore on these? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. What is there unique about PAX West? I think it was just uh, they were one of the first ones. It was that one first, so people just kind of have that yeah. in mind still. That's that's why it was always called, uh, it used to be called PAX Prime. Prime, and then they changed it to West. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's like unique about it? Nothing. In fact, from what I've heard people say, PAX East is actually the bigger, better one if you like want the game the stuff. building that pax east is in is way way better than the buildings plural that pax west is in yeah but i like the timing of pax west is better because yeah. with east like there's no demos because everyone's saving their demos for e3 so oh sure yeah also like kids haven't gone back to school yet or like college hasn't started back up yet uh labor day weekend it's better time for a lot of people West or Prime or whatever. But yeah, I don't think there's anything super unique about it. The thing unique about this one is that Sean's going to be talking to Reggie. And that's yeah, kind of like which the I'm, big reason he's going. I'm jealous about. Yeah. When you heard, were you just like, shit, I should have gone? <laughs> the one the one time. The one time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like you're going to be missing out on too many expos in general <laughs> so no once once things pick up again it's just gonna be a case of like oh here we go again here's just go 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 con 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 yeah i suppose there it probably would have been nice though to like just go to one as like a fan <laughs> and not yeah. like having to work that my my stipulation for going back to cons was like i want to go just just as a person not i don't want to go job. as a yeah yeah at least the at least the first con I go back to. Sure, maybe Magfest. That's one you like a lot anyway, so that wouldn't work. That's more than likely what we're doing. We're we're going to be attending Magfest, I think, this year. But yeah, right now we're waiting to see if it's going to be like as attendees or if it's as a panelist. Oh sure, sure. Yeah. Dude, I cannot. They used to. I swear this used to be public knowledge. Where the hell is this list? The uh, cynical part of me wants to say they're hiding it because they're very bad. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe that's the type of thing that would get you to go, is if you saw, oh, they're, like, way, way low, smaller now. I'm definitely going to that. Oh, uh, okay. Apparently they might have stopped showing attendance after East overtook West, because I remember them showing the difference between the two, and then suddenly it stopped. So that sure. would actually mark around the right time. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Well, PAX was fun, but 
I haven't gone in years, and I don't plan to really uh, anytime I've, soon. It's really a con you only need to go to once or twice in your life, and then unless you have like a shit ton of people you want to go meet there and hang out with, like, you're good. Sure. Yep. For sure. Uh, but yeah, again, Sean's away, so we're going to be doing the top-down perspective for September 1st without him. I am Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. All right. John, what have you been playing? Uh, actually been playing video games this week. Shocking. Okay. Although, two of the three on my list are, are from stream. Sure. Uh... In spare time, I decided to play Rolling Thunder 3 for the Genesis because I was like, uh, I watched someone stream it. And I was like, you know what? This looks fine. I'll play it. Yeah. Uh, it, it is the third game in the Rolling Thunder series, which was a series of arcade games that Namco put out. And uh, this is apparently a Genesis exclusive one, and it's pretty difficult. I got to the final stage on normal and then uh, had to go to bed. So I got a password to continue it later. Okay. But it's 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 like weirdly stiff when you move. Like it's one of those games where you have like a an ammo limit, but there's all these doors you can go into to get, recharge your ammo, and you get a secondary weapon. But they also have ammo limits, so you got to like balance things accordingly. But uh, the final boss has like two forms, and he he just kind of kept hitting me alongside the fact that every other fucking enemy in that game is just bullet spongy. Sure, that that sounds kind of gross, but. Um... I've never played any of the Rolling Thunders. I've heard good things about them, though. They're fun. They're fun games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, you know, keep in mind, the, the first two were arcade games, so they're going to be very, like, they want your money kind of deals. Sure. And the third one has unlimited continues, which is pretty forgiving. I forget if one or two have unlimited continues. But, uh, no, they're, they're, like, fun. They're fun platformers to try out. The, the whole point is that there's, like, two planes. There's a high plane and a low plane, and you just kind of jump up and down between the two. There's cover you can duck into and, like, just managing your bullets and trying to get to the end of the stages or fighting bosses. Cool. Yeah. Other than that, everything else I played was stream-related. Uh, I played Demon Throttle, which is released by Devolver and Doinksoft. Doinksoft are the guys who did Gato Roboto. This is their physical-only game. You cannot buy this digitally. Yeah, this was a bummer because I wanted to play this. I <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not probably not going to get the physical version. I feel bad because, yeah, this is actually pretty neat. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Played it yesterday. It is a short game in the grand scheme of things. It's only four stages. I think there's a fifth if you do get the all the items you need for the actual ending of the game. But it is very difficult. It's based off of King's Knight or is it King's Quest? I can never remember the damn name. Uh, it's Either way, it was an NES game that Square put out in like the late 80s. King's Knight. Uh, where you were like, it's basically a shooter. You're walking upwards on a scrolling screen. You can destroy all the ground around you to find items. You upgrade your characters and so on. This one, you get two characters, Gunslinger and a Vampire. The Vampire has a crossbow, uh, but less health. The crossbow gives a spread shot. Well, the Gunslinger shoots straight ahead really fast and has more health in general. It's, uh, honestly, it's like a fun retro game. It's done really well. It's got like a lot of little silly charm, but, uh, the game itself, since you can only get it physically, is going to be really limited, which is a bummer. Like, this this is the collector's edition I have, and this says it's limited to 9,000 pieces. Oh, wow. I don't know how many I don't know how many they limited the uh, the normal version to. When did this come out? I got my copy two days ago. Oh, so recent. Okay. I, yeah. I knew it was but this I believe, year, but I, I believe people have been getting it the past week or two. People have been getting their copies. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
Man. I know also if you're going to PAX, you can pick up a physical copy as well because they said they're going to have some at their booth. Or I believe Devolver said that. Sure. Uh, oh, this is through Special Reserve. Okay. Yeah, Special Reserve Games and Devolver and Doink Soft. Game just looks so good. God, it was such a bummer. It's, it is fun. <laughs> it's fun. If you ever need to borrow it off me, just give me a heads up and I'll pass it off to you. Okay. Yeah, I might uh, take you up on that and play through it. It looks very cool. Uh, other than that, I played for a sponsored stream last night a game called Orcs. O-R-X. Uh, this is... The tower defense uh, This is a little game, tricky right? to describe. Yeah, it's a tower defense game that's also a deck building game. That's also like... At least the first group was like Carcassonne, where you had to like build castles with pieces you had in your deck. Sure. It was it was interesting. So I don't normally play tower defense games. I think that might have been my first one. Okay. Properly. Uh-huh. But uh, the deck building mechanic was interesting. It's just the first group was weird because um, the way they asked you to build castles, they didn't quite tutorialize the best, so it was a little confusing at times. You had to, like, take a wall piece and then connect another wall piece to it, like, flat back-to-back to build a castle. But you could put corners in and, like, in like hallways and stuff, depending on how your deck pieced together. But the way they worded it and the way they show it looks odd. Hmm. It, it just it, it took me a bit to get used to, but once I did, it made way more sense. Like you could just build like these giant castles and everything, and they would just keep sending wave after wave of orcs after you, and they would get progressively stronger. But they balance it out with a couple different systems. One system is the cor- world corruption, where the more the world corrupts, the more powerful like the orcs get, so they get more abilities, they send out stronger enemies, etc. But when you do that, you actually get a bunch of boosts as well. So it's a double-edged risk-reward sword kind of deal. Mm, okay. Interesting. So, like, anytime you go to like a, a, like one of the paths on like on the uh, rogue like list, it's like okay, here's like get it get an upgrade for like get a free artifact or something. The higher the uh, corruption is, the more artifacts you get. Stuff like that, like okay. little little balancing elements like that. Sure. Uh, I think the one thing that messed me up the most that took a while to get used to is that it is a deck building game, but cards have limited uses. Oh. And I wasn't quite aware of that at first. So I was like, oh, there's like these little green icons on the cards. I wonder what that means. Like, oh, hey, the green icons are turning red. Oh, the card burnt up. That's weird. Oh, it's gone. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so okay. going through going through a stage, suddenly like all my like a bunch of my wall pieces were limited use, except for like one, which was more expensive as a result. Hmm. So it was just like, okay, I can't build castles as fast now because now I have to go through my deck. And if I reshuffle my deck too many times, more orcs appear faster. And it's just like juggling like this intricate system Hmm. there's four factions i think they said we only got to play two of them yesterday but the second faction i think i liked a lot more because it basically worked like starcraft or like an rts because uh you would basically build a barracks Uh and every time you attached a house around the barracks it would give you a random troop that it would put on the map Hmm. and if you clicked on where the troop went you could tell them where to go at the cost of your gold you would use to build more pieces. Oh, interesting. So, uh, huh. Yeah, so you had to, like, build roads and attach, like, bazaars and, like, all these other buildings to the roads. Every time you finished a road, you got, like, money dropped off, like Carcassonne. So it was, like, balancing a bunch of these systems. But I felt like I had more control when I could move the troops around. And you could also change their class based on some cards you had in your hand versus uh, the first round where it was strictly... Uh, tower defense where it was like okay you've built a literal tower now the enemies are coming this way hope that they're coming the path that leads to that tower so they can attack it 
So do they not have like a set path that you can see? Is that kind of like when uh, so you have fog of war around you, uh-huh. but you see like a marker that's like okay up here in this corner. Here is like where they're coming from, and they're coming here in like eighty seconds. Okay, you have eighty seconds to build whatever you need, but if you reshuffle too many times, it keeps tra- chopping twenty seconds off the timer. Oh, interesting. It it was interesting to get used to. It might be a little too complex to want to keep diving into for me because it's not usually my kind of genre. Sure. But I can see people who like deck building games or who like tower defense. Like it's an interesting balance of both. I just wish I could have seen the other classes to see how different their gameplay was. Are they in there? Because I know this is early access. Uh, the second one is for sure. It looks like they are because okay. they when they gave me like their their rap sheet for like here's the things we want you to say. Uh, they mentioned uh, the end of campaign and they also mentioned like there are four factions. Interesting. Okay. That's cool. Uh, oh, okay. Let's see. Four bosses, apparently. Two different factions on launch. Uh, oh, so they are not all in Steadfast there. Rune Wardens or the more strategical and tactics-oriented Dune Reavers with more playable factions D- coming later. Dune Reavers is the faction where you move everyone around. Yeah. Yeah, this... Yeah, that's pretty much... Uh, cool. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, it was interesting. I think you might dig it, actually, so... Well, I mean, yes, I like well, tower defense. The deck building thing, uh, I don't mind deck builders. Uh, hmm. Yeah, no, like I'm just looking at some screenshots of it. It's actually a little more chaotic than I was expecting, which I do like. It, it is it is definitely more chaotic because there were definitely points where I'm like, I just, I need cards right now. I but like, I have too much gold on my hands, but all the cards I have are useless. So I'm definitely just put stuff around. <laughs> To hopefully like just get the cards I need. Yeah. Oh crap! But now I actually can't build where I wanted to because I just put down a piece of road or I put down like a, a weird like crossing path or stuff like that. Yeah, it's an interesting combination of things. Actually, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm cu- I'm curious to see how this is gonna be. I think it will require some balance. I can definitely tell playing. I'm like, yeah, there's like some things they're not conveying well. It's definitely gonna need like a little more balance. But so yeah. far, it seems fun. It seems like an interesting idea if that's your genre. Sure. Makes sense to put this out on early access too, because there are there's a huge community of crazy tactical card nerds and stuff, and they will definitely get all those balancing problems out for the devs to fix. So yeah, yeah that makes sense. Uh, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I got one last thing that I'm excited to play, but it came in today, so I didn't get a chance to. I got my collector's edition for the oh, Cowabunga shit. collection. <laughs> yeah. Man, I want to... Yeah, I've been looking at that. I've been wondering if I should buy that game, but I don't think I'm going to play it anytime for, soon. <laughs> is the problem. From what I've been told, this might be one of the best game collections that have been put out in a long time. Apparently, the company that did it uh, did an insanely good job. It's got like a lot of extra like things in it, mm-hmm. like a lot of history pieces and stuff that everyone's really excited about. That's so cool. Uh, and to be fair, the list of games is really good too. Sure. But you've probably played the majority of them growing up already. So yeah, but I don't own like a lot of them. So like this is a great way to have them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited to eventually dig into this. More than likely, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this up as an option to start Saturday stream with, and I'm betting they're gonna pick it. But we'll see. Hopefully. But I'm I'm excited to dig into this proper and like all the cool shit the uh, collection seems to come with. Super super cool. There there's so many great games in that collection. <laughs> 
Yeah. Apparently the like I'm code t- is amazing too, people. Oh, I didn't hear that. That's good to hear. The thing that blows my mind is that there's still more games they could have thrown in here. Like this is only just like the the 1990s Turtle series. Like Konami did a bunch of games for the 2003 series. None of them are in here. They literally could have just added another like six games. It's wild. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> but the list that's in here is already really good, so. Yeah. Yeah, one day I will buy that thing and crack into it. Can't yet. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's some good shit. Uh, minor quick. I finished Cult of the Lamb. That game. What'd you think? Yeah, that game is great. Uh, the third bishop is a piece of shit, and then the rest of the game is easy comparatively. <laughs> Uh, okay. That game is arguably way too easy in a lot of spots, but I guess it makes sense because I didn't want to put it up to hard mode, not because I was scared that the dungeons would be hard, but because I was scared that like the economy management stuff would be fucked then. And it's like, oh, now you need mm. to like worry about your followers like health more or something. I don't want that. Uh, so a thing I would have liked is difficulty for like dungeon stuff and like maybe an economy like management thing difficulty it doesn't matter because it i don't think the game does particularly anything amazing with either but the fact that it does both at the same time is good um but like you should still play binding of isaac if you want dungeon crawling stuff and you should play like literally any other life sim if you want that (laughs) so um, yeah but if you want a fusion of both it's there it's there yeah the big bummer i think is that that Twitch integration has been just crappy until now. Yeah. This last like time oh, did I they, played did it, did they it's fix it fully finally? Fixed, yeah, and it's awesome. Oh my god, of course! But everybody's done with it. That plays it on Twitch. Yeah, they were a little too late on that. Oh, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah, real bummer. That game is super cool though. Uh, just a really really neat thing. I jumped back into Fortnite for the Dragon Ball thing. Um, How has that been? Doing a Kamehameha to like kill people is so fucking stupid it's awesome <laughs> it is so good at some point you just hear like Kame, and it's like by five different people in different parts of like the circle you're like this is so stupid <laughs> what a dumb game this is and it's that so good. sounds amazing it's so good oh my god yeah. uh nothing new to report though it's still Fortnite. that's just a cool addition to it and uh i'm gonna i played curse to golf i think i'm gonna take the slightly higher road than Sean on this one because I know Sean likes yeah. the game. Uh he says it's too difficult or whatever and blah blah blah. I think it feels pretty good because I don't care about finishing a run necessarily. I'm just having fun doing the golf. Uh, so oh, okay. So the roguelike aspect I kinda like because when I fuck up and I have to go back to stage one, it's kinda different. It's a different stage. So it's like, oh cool, I'm never bored here. So I think I landed a little bit differently on there where it's kind of just like a fun chill out podcast game for me. And it's been great for that where it seems like maybe he wanted to like finish it or something. Yeah. Well, you, well, you know, Sean, he hates going back to play through games again. Yeah. And he, and he's right. If there's no like proper, like increase incremental progression on it, I it's, can see getting, it can be annoying it. for sure. Yeah. For me, it's just been kind of like a Zen game and it's been pretty good for that. Uh, the presentation is fantastic. It, if arguably like it's maybe too basic of a golf game where you don't have enough different like uh driver you don't have like a putter you have a driver and iron and a wedge and like that's it and like maybe that's mm. kind of a problem for me specifically where i wish 
you could like do maybe a few different things but that's kind of where that like weird roguelike card system comes in of you being able to kind of change how your shot works or whatever i don't know it's fine i say i still think it's good i think sean also says it's good but i think i'm having a better time just kind of it being like an after work listening to like a video on my other monitor just kind of like shooting a few holes and not really caring if i make any progress in in it or not i just think it's fun uh that's really it that i've been doing though uh, we have a shitload of news <laughs> so let's get through this yeah what is all of this oh my god all right sean is the new news guy i am not i usually get my news <laughs> from sean so i gave what is what is the starting one i gave the opportunity to all of our amazing listeners to join the crew and be the news people so if you don't like the news this week guess what it's your own people's fault <laughs> All right. What I need have you? You haven't looked at any of I these. I haven't looked this at is a surprise for both of us. Yeah, I just copied uh, links. All right. Enjoy the starting one. All right. VGC Kenny gives us. Apparently, Big Chungus has been trademarked uh, by Warner Brothers, or they filed for a trademark. I guess the theory is is that Big Chungus will be in in multiverses. If I had to guess. Don't know if he's going to be playable or if it's just a skin for Bugs Bunny, but it's just really funny that, that that's the note we start on. Yeah. I still need to play this game. <laughs> I still need to play it. Uh, Rasterman has a few here. First one from Rasterman. We have uh, welcoming Savage Game Studios to the PlayStation family. Uh, I'm going to be real with you. I don't remember who Savage is. <laughs> so let me quickly see so they acquired savage game studios um and does it not say what they do here don't know that it does oh are they mobile gaming is that the idea they were found a few years Maybe ago, goal of fearlessly exploring bold new ideas. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like they're trying to get more into mobile development, and this seems like an acquisition doing that sort of thing. Okay, sure. Uh, what else do we have from Rasterman here? I'm, so, just straight up, you guys can't see the dock. There is so much here, that's why I'm being pretty quick. <laughs> about a lot of this there is a lot in this list my god like sam and max save the world slash beyond time and space remastered coming to playstation on september 29th oh yeah sam and max is back still around i don't know this this is the the wii games from and pc games from these are the telltale games yes so which kind of still begs to ask like what's going on with telltale if somebody's making deals to like with those ips and stuff i guess so cool yeah that's awesome uh katana zero dlc gameplay video is coming this week and more news on that soon i am stoked finally to jump back to so excited to go back to that when did that game come out 
That would have been, oh, I was about to say two years ago, but actually I think that was more like three and a half because I was living in the townhouse and I've been in this house for three and a half years. It was the early half of 2019. Yep. Yep. That'd be the year I moved into here. 2019. And the way that game ends is infuriating that you know there's more <laughs> that you can't play. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm excited to get back to that. Uh, Yacht Club finally has some news about Shovel Knight Dig and that it's coming to Switch, Apple Arcade, and Steam on September 23rd. Yep, so not even a month. That's exciting. It looks pretty good, too. Like, watching footage of it, it almost looks like it's just a new Shovel Knight game straight up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm super stoked for it. It looks very, very cool. It looks better than I was expecting <laughs> from when they I, announced it. I think a lot of people felt that, yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be like a weird mobile game or something. No, it looks like a fully fledged game. Uh, this other one, this next one, he wrote, one of these things is not like the other. And that's because where Enix has revealed their TGS 2022 lineup and schedule. Uh, the one thing I'm assuming he's talking about is Power Wash Simulator in a whole bunch of Final Fantasy, <laughs> Harvestella, Nier... <laughs> Forspoken. I didn't even see that. <laughs> it's all RPGs and action RPGs, and then it's Power Wash Simulator. And there's just a dude in a blue suit <laughs> just hanging out in front of a car, power washing. Yeah. Uh, okay, I was going to say, is Final Fantasy 16 not here? But yes, it's on the next. It's on page two, yeah. yeah. That's the only game right now that I'm really kind of chomping at the bit to see a bit more of Forspoken I think is coming out soon isn't it mm, I don't know if that has oh, this date January yet. 24th apparently so I guess not really <laughs> so you got you got a couple months still. I thought it was October but no but yeah and the final thing from Rasterman that he submitted is Assassin's Creed Mirage is the next Assassin's Creed game and apparently they cannot wait to tell me more on September 10th at the Ubisoft Forward. So look forward to that. Oh, yeah. They're, they're E3, which is months later. Yeah. Uh, sure. That I guess I guess this looks fine. Sean's the Assassin's Creed guy. <laughs> so this is, seems like maybe he'll have maybe a look at it at PAX or something or some news. All right. Comet Strider gave us a couple here. A game came out recently called uh, Brock... Brock the Investigator. I played this on stream last week. Brock the Investigator, yes. The <laughs> yes. It's a alligator who I guess is a detective, and it's a brawler, yeah. right? It, it, no, it is a uh, is a adventure game slash brawler. So it's a point-and-click adventure game that you can switch to brawler mode at any time, and there's a bunch of fights you do. Okay, sure, yep. Uh, the news here is that... A, the dev came out uh, stating that they are being mass uh, negatively reviewed on Steam because a bunch of scammers have been... So it, it's it's not just like Steam reviews. Like the reviews on the actual game are very high. It is specifically curators on Steam. Okay. Be because curators on Steam don't have to play the games to actually... Uh, get give a review right they just go so what happened was or whatever 
Yeah, so they're they're like that's the only game for a couple of them that they're giving negative reviews to. And what happened was, uh, the creator of the game, Cowcat Games, they sent out prologue review keys instead of the f- the full keys when they were sent review key requests. Right. Because um, they figured like th- these were scams that were going on, so they didn't want to see any resellers getting their actual key. And sure enough, he was right. A bunch of them were resellers, and they found these keys up there. But the keys were for just the prologue, not the full game. Right. So as a result, these people were giving him like negative reviews, despite the game itself having like at the time like a ninety nine percent like positive review score on Steam. Right. Uh, the basic gist of it, I guess, for anybody who might not understand really what's going on, he gave them basically a demo, and those people took that key, sold it, so that the, a customer paid money for it on like a gray market uh, key site reseller or whatever. And then complained, and yeah, that's what is happening here, basically. Yeah, and then the second half of the story that Comet Strider sent was is Valve ban- banned the Steam curators who were scamming developers out of keys to resell on the gray market sites. Yes. So apparently this happened like yesterday, yesterday. or today based on this article, yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. It's kind of hilarious because they, just like the wet bandits, they left a trail of all the shitty people, just every, every single curator that was like, giving them a bad review or whatever maybe look into them <laughs> look into these people here yes justice has been served hebrew lantern has a few things first of which rocksmith plus apparently is coming out in about a week uh september 6th and there's gonna be there's some information about this service this is the weird like uh, games of service sort of thing that the new rocksmith that's coming out or whatever and apparently it's going to be 12.99 pounds for a one month subscription 34.99 for three months and 84.99 uh, for a year subscription this is apparently from a european news article or pr cycle or something because it's in pounds but and it can run on 10-year-old laptops with Windows 10, Windows 10 and will be available on mobile later. I think the mobile thing is kind of like the only reason why you should maybe even like talk about this thing cuz I think that's cool how you can plug in the cord into your mobile and like just play it on the go. Otherwise, it's just Rocksmith again. Um but yeah. That's coming out if you Second thing he submitted is Voice of Cards, The Beasts of Burdens coming to Switch, PS4, and Steam September 13th. I don't know anything about Voice of Cards. Give me a second to look at this one. I've, I was loading up all the other stories. Sure. Um, I recognize the name. This is the Yokotaro. This, uh, this is the Yokotaro one. Yeah. Yeah. But like, why do I think this was already out for some reason? Isn't this already out on Switch? This is the third one. So there's the Isle Dragon Roars and the Forsaken Maiden. Oh, they've put out that many of them already. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I've heard these game. I heard these are decent. I just thought this. I was like, wasn't this already out? Oh, I guess not. These are RPGs, right? yeah they're rpgs and they're mostly told like with with cards like there's like there's it's not much animation like it's more of a uh kind of like inscription i guess sure like that kind of that kind of look to it but you know with less 
losing of fingers. <laughs> yeah, which is why I will never play it. <laughs> <laughs> I will only play games where you lose at least three fingers in the course. Of it. Yeah, the third entry in the Voice of Cards series. Holy cow. Yeah. Replicates the feel of a tabletop RPG using the medium of cards. Yeah, it seems cool. Uh, not really my style, but I kind of like basically everything Yokotaro does story-wise, so I'm sure at some point I'll check this out. I play his gotcha game, for Christ's sake, still. So, yeah. Sino Alice or whatever it's called? No, the uh, near uh, Reincarnation. Oh, um, Reincarnation, okay. Yeah. No, I never played the other one. Um, I installed it and then uninstalled it because one gotcha is enough for right now. That is fair. Yeah. All right, Lineback has a few things. First one, uh, August is over. Taking a quick look back, here are the top Steam Deck games for the past month. So these are the top Steam Deck games of August 2022 by hours played uh, from the official Steam Deck Twitter. Vampire Survivor. I assume this is sorted like t like most the least. I assume so, yeah. And it makes sense when you see Vampire Survivors at the top. <laughs> yep. The game that like arguably should just be on everything because it's so basic and so good uh yeah they should be on everything cult of the lamb makes sense new game new hotness people talk about it uh also it seems like the type of game you would probably want to play like mobile in your living room or whatever uh, yeah elden ring spider-man remastered also sure makes sense uh stardew valley no man's sky hades multiverses skyrim of course and monster hunter rise these all yes all makes sense, totally. yeah. All good choices. Yeah, great choices. And the second thing he submitted is Microsoft confirms new Xbox Game Pass friends and family plan and its pricing. And it's, apparently it's being tested right now in Ireland and Colombia. Huh. Yeah, I don't know anything about this, so I'm quickly going to give a read. <laughs> I'm assuming this is like similar to what Nintendo has right now. Yeah, because with Nintendo you can do a friends and family pass, and you can add up to eight accounts on it. So I assume this is going for something similar. Yes, so uh, it will allow you members to share with up to four other friends or family members at twenty one ninety nine euros in Ireland and uh, forty nine thousand nine hundred COP. I'm gonna do a quick like. I understand why they're doing this, but at the same time, if you're writing for an American site, maybe just keep it in USD for people reading, for the love of God. Microsoft hasn't announced pricing for the rest of Europe, the UK, or the US yet, but it's likely to be around 25 bucks per month for Game Pass, friends and family in the US. Okay, sure. Yeah, that seems fine. 10 extra dollars and you get to share it with a couple other people in your family or friends. Sure, that seems fine to me. That's a crazy deal, still. Yeah. All right, and now, last but certainly not least, um, we're into what I'm just going to call the Dead in Sky Hour, because <laughs> we submitted a show's worth of uh, stuff for us here. All right, starting off easy, PlayStation Plus monthly games line up for September revealed. Uh, looks like we have Need for Speed, Heat, and Grand Blue Fantasy Versus for the PS4 and PS5 Toem which I heard was good. Played that one. Yeah, for PS5. Yeah, and then the PlayStation 
plus premium and extra they added or are adding Chicory, Watch Dogs 2, uh, Deathloop, Assassin's Creed Origins, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, and whatever the hell that motorcycle game is that I can't read the full title of. Monster uh, something. Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game 5. There it is. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> oh, and Alex Kidd is going. Alex Kidd America World DX. There's a bunch more that weren't on that image. Oh, Rabbids Invasion, the interactive TV show. Rayman Legends for PS4. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game. Complete edition for PS4 as well. That sucks. That, okay, Rayman Legends, amazing. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, was amazing. Still pretty okay. Uh, Spiritfarer, one of my favorite games of that year. Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX, great game. Like, the fact that those aren't on that image, and yeah, those shouldn't be overlooked. Actually, a pretty cool lineup. Yeah. And then it shows the list of PlayStation Plus Premium Classics games being available now. As of September 20th, you can get Siphon Filter 2 for PS1, the Sly Cooper Collection for PS3, Sly Cooper Thieves in Time, the fourth Sly Cooper game not done by Rocket Punch, or sorry, Sucker Punch, uh, for PS3, Bentley's Hack Pack for PS3, which I assume is uh, mini games for, yeah, mini games for Sly Cooper Thieves in Time, Toy Story 3 for the PSP. What? And Kingdom of Paradise for PSP. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a different it's a different game. Huh. So All right. <laughs> uh. Sure. Uh Ubisoft pauses decommissioning of old game reverses course on DLC deactivation. Um so yeah, basically they were like I think did I can't remember if they announced that they're shutting down a bunch of stuff and people got really pissy because they're like well, they, I'm glad I they got upset this. about it because they were because they were they were gonna remove the ability. Oh no, they said they were gonna remove the ability to buy DLC and buy some of these games. Right. And then the same day that they said they were going to do it, it happened. Like yes. there was basically no warning. Right. Yes. And uh, it's moved back even more. So it was supposed to happen today, as of this recording, apparently September first, and it's been moved to October first. Um, which sure that makes sense. Basically, they're just kind of rescinding their crappy anti-consumer thing that they did uh, here, which, yeah, makes sense. I'm trying to figure out what they're doing with Anno 2070. They're upgrading its online services infrastructure. So, oh, cool. They're upgrading tw uh, Anno 2070 so that even when they pull the plug on it, people will still be able to, like, play that game online. That's cool. Or play that game just in general, I guess. Good. This, The fact that this is news is kind of pathetic because it's like, yeah, you should be able to play the stuff that you bought. <laughs> yeah. But we're in that world now. We're in that world. Also, Ubisoft has been hurting. They've been bleeding a lot. So I think they're trying to do whatever they can to still get people to look at their play or their forward, Ubisoft forward or whatever, and maybe spend some money on them in the future. Uh, Sony and Tencent buy almost a third of From Software stock in a joint deal. Okay. That might be a little concerning. I'm just... So they bought 30% of stock uh, from From Software. Uh, Sony with 14%. Uh, Tencent with 16%, but they still, uh, 
Kadokawa still remain the largest shareholders with 70% stake in FromSoft. Sure, this makes sense. Just put more money into those games. Especially now that, like, Elden Ring is so crazy big, I could see companies wanting a piece of it for sure. Yeah, so apparently they're saying now, like, this will help them self-publish their games outside Japan. Yeah, that's awesome. Which would be interesting. Yeah, so I so I've been collecting PS2 stuff recently, and uh, there's a bunch of games that I always saw on shelves. I just never realized was also from software. Yeah, uh, Eternal Ring is one of them, yep. and like Evergrace, all these games I remember from the launch of the PS2. Had no idea they were FromSoft. It, yeah, FromSoft has a crazy amount of old games that like people forgot about or just don't even think about anymore. Yeah, unless it's like Armored Core, they basically or like a Souls game, they basically don't know what it is. Yeah, or like I guess Kingsfield is the other one that people have heard at least other people talk about in passing these days. But mm. like nobody remembers Shadow Tower or I'm trying to remember Echo Knight. <laughs> like there's there's that's so probably many. one. Yeah, <laughs> just say words. Oh no, yeah, there's like two Echo Knight games. There's yeah. like Echo Knight Beyond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they've done a crazy amount of stuff, but it really wasn't until the Souls game that their name really got out there to people. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm totally for them getting more money and maybe hiring people that know how to do PC ports better. That would be great. Uh, Pokemon Company sues Chinese mobile devs for $72 million over Pokemon ripoff. So apparently this is... Oh, I've actually seen ads for this game on, like, TikTok or something, too. There's a game called Pocket Monster Reissue, and it's literally Pokemon. <laughs> like it's, All I can find are, like, pictures of people talking about it and not actual pictures of the game. Oh, wait, no, there we go. Wow, yes! It's Pokemon. Wow! Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's insane. You know how... I can't remember what it was. There was, like, maybe Super Boxman or something. There was a Mario ripoff that was, like, literally Mario, but a box or something instead of a Mario sprite. Like, yeah. but that was enough. This is, like, when I say it's Pokemon, it is Pokemon, <laughs> this thing. <laughs> uh, this is great because I hope it sets a precedence that these companies will actually do something about these just such crappy rip-off games that usually install malware onto whatever they get installed in. Uh, for the memes, Steam Deck Pro gets confirmed before the Switch Pro. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Valve booklet appears to confirm plans for future Steam Decks. Valve calls Steam Deck a multi-generational product line. This is great. <laughs> That's absolutely fantastic. This makes sense, though. Valve is a computer-based company that knows hardware, and that's been their job. Nintendo still wants you to use friend codes. <laughs> so it makes sense that they would jump on this and say, like, yeah, there will be more of these, or Nintendo maybe aren't sure. Nintendo also likes to take chances, though. So, like, they yeah. might change... They might not do a Switch Pro, and they'll just do, like, another type of console that's somewhat different who knows uh valve says the next gen steam decks are planned and may include streaming machines uh 
the next generation of Steam there's no products. yeah no much of time which is good because people are still getting their steam decks so yeah yeah i mean i guess this makes sense this is just more of like valve will want to just keep this is kind of the first thing i think that valve has put out that has a big fanfare for like an actual product you can buy that isn't digital like hardware so they're definitely going to probably push to make that into more and more stuff. That just makes sense to me. Oh, I just found an article down here that matches something that Sean talked about, I think, like last week that he was complaining about with Multiverses. Okay. Apparently, Multiverses is getting at least one Gremlins character next week. Stripe and or Gizmo might be coming to Multiverses next week because Stripe was originally on that uh, loading screen, but now Gizmo is being teased, too. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, Gizmo's the one you would think would be in there, but yeah, that makes sense. Put them, put them both in. Why not? Make them tag team partners. That makes sense to me. Uh, oh, and Rick and Morty are also coming in, but apparently they're being separated. So Rick is getting added first, and then a later update's adding Morty. Oh, I don't know that I like that, but sure. <laughs> okay. I don't like how they're a doing data mine. Oh, oh, no. A data mine of a recent update also uncovered voice lines for Beetlejuice and the Wicked Witch from The Wizard of Oz, oh. suggesting they may be added during this season as well. Oh, Beetlejuice, though. Shit. Man, I, I need that. <laughs> I might I, actually just I kind of want it. Yeah, this is this is so dumb. I love it. Yeah. What else is dumb? Apparently, Ninja loses his Twitch partnership status. What? Yeah, I have no what idea. What did he do this time? Uh, apparently, he needs a break. Said that he doesn't know when he's going to be live again. Um, Ninja lost his Twitch partner status. And removed his profile picture apparently from both his Twitch and Twitter account. Changed his user his name to user not found on one of them. The hell? Oh, on his Twitter, yeah, his name is literally user yeah. not found. <laughs> I just need a break. I don't know when I will be back or where. Yeah. I. This is uh. Gary, I don't want to like necessarily say anything because if he's going through something serious like i don't want to kind of make light of that he is still a person even though he's done some dumb shit uh and also i don't care <laughs> like i'm sorry i don't care about ninja he's not my dude or anything but uh i hope everything's okay this just seems like a weird move from one of the biggest streamers on the uh, platform to do so yeah we'll see and I, oh, this isn't the final thing. I missed one. X Payday Dev Studio is making a new co-op heist in FPS. Uh, so 10 Chambers. 10 Chambers, so the GTFO devs. Yeah, I really like GTFO uh, quite a bit. I'm just trying to see if there's a name for anything here. I'm back on the heist shit, basically. So it's a heist cooperative FPS. Has sort of a techno thriller theme. I read a lot of sci-fi books, so I imagine everything that cyberpunk is inspired by and a ton of other shit is what the um, <laughs> studio head, I guess, said about it. <laughs> sure. I mean, that got me hyped up a little bit just reading that nonsense. Totally, yeah. 
I really like when a studio head's like, I'm just really into sci-fi shit right now, so it's probably going to be that shit. It's like, okay. Jesus. <laughs> no, that sounds great. I really like GTFO. GTFO is incredibly difficult, though, so I kind of hope it's a little more arcadey like Payday was. So, we'll see. And the fun Meanwhile, Payday 3 is also still in development, so. Yeah, I, I, maybe we should take a bet on, like, it at the end of the year or something what comes out first based on the yeah, track record is, this will yeah. payday 3 is next year though apparently 2023 is it have they actually announced that it's, it got announced yeah i just missed it or forgot it was during their 10th anniversary live stream apparently i'm seeing here now oh hmm they showed off some concept art and talked about the inspiration of frame for the upcoming game it takes place in new york yeah, if that makes sense. Although, if, yeah, they're only showing off, like, uh, concept art, though, is the only thing. So it might be, it sounds still pretty early in development. When was this done? This was October 23rd last year. Okay, so yeah, it's been in development for a year. Oh, okay. At least. Cool. And the final thing, apparently there's a list here of top-rated games on Steam and Terraria is the first game with over 1 million reviews while keeping its over, overwhelmingly positive status, which is 97% or higher positive. Wild. Uh, so, top 10 games top rated on Steam uh, from number 10 to number 1. Don't Starve Together, Valheim, The Forest, Phasmophobia, Stardew Valley, Euro Truck Simulator 2, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, Left 4 Dead 2, Gary's mod and Terraria. What a wild list that is. Insane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely insane. And for reference's sake, I think the lowest amount of reviews a game has here to be in this top 10 is like 340,000 reviews. <laughs> yes, yeah. A uh, special shout out to Stardew Valley with the least amount of negative reviews also because it has a positive and negative amount. Stardew Valley doesn't even have 10,000 negative reviews and it has but it only but it only has 484,000 positive reviews versus Terraria's 978,000 positive reviews. Sure, yeah. Ratio-wise, some of these are ratio-wise wild. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Th stuff like that I really really like seeing. I like stats like that. They're just kind of there's one thing I'm surprised I didn't see come up on the list by anyone today. What's that? Uh, or it might have been yesterday. Apparently the the head, or one of the guys who worked on Prey confirmed that Bethesda forced Arcane Studios to call the game Prey and like add, it, add its name to like the series that already existed. They didn't want to use that name. Oh, I do think I remember seeing a tweet or something about that. Do you remember what the original name they wanted to use was? They don't say it weirdly enough. Oh, they don't? Th this one doesn't mention it. Maybe I didn't see that then. Because I thought I saw some news article recently about, like, a n name being changed. Hmm. No, it mentions that, uh, yeah, like, Bethesda approached them and said uh, they kind of forced the name on them, according to, uh, what is this guy's name? Rafael Colon Colantonio? Oh, I, okay. I butchered that. I know. I did not want to call this game Prey. I had to say I wanted to anyways in front of journalists, which is not my pleasure. I hate to lie, and those are sales lies. It's not just a per like a personal lie or whatever, but it still felt bad that I had to support a message I did not want. Not only me, but nobody in the team wanted to call this game Prey. Our game had nothing to do with Prey. 
Man, that's a bummer because like sure, I'm sure we are of the few people that remember there was another prey game. Yeah. But like I don't know, that game wasn't necessarily bad. It wasn't good, but like it wasn't bad. It doesn't deserve to be erased from history like that by a better prey <laughs> coming out. Uh yeah. That's I don't like whenever you hear about devs just being like, yeah, we really didn't want to do this, <laughs> but they forced us yeah. to. That's such a... Yeah, apparently the guy that worked on Prey that left it afterwards, uh, he went on to make Weird West with a, with a new studio. So Okay, cool. Yeah, so apparently he's still doing all right. Good, yeah. That's the most important thing. All right. That is going to oh, be... Oh, it was the studio founder of Arcane that said that. Oh, okay, there we go. Oh, wow. Yeah, that he's a pretty big dude then. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for the news. Thank you, everybody, for doing my homework for me. Now, I will do you a solid and read your dumb shit you sent in. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I'm kidding. These are usually pretty good, actually. You know what? If I'm going to be completely honest with you, I think sometimes Sean cuts some ones that are pretty good. <laughs> I think sometimes he cuts ones that it's just like, man, I was ready to have that weird food debate again, though. <laughs> oh, no. Do we always have to talk about it? Is Blank a hot dog or a sandwich? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Because you look at it from the top down, right? That's the perspective we're giving. Is oh, for fuck's sake. It's a hot dog. The hot down perspective, I was going to say. I hate everything. All right. If you want to send stuff in, it is TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord group, John's P.O. Box, or topdownperspective at gmail.com, which should have been the first thing I said. And you could be like Chris, who wrote in and said, hi, TDP. Thanks for the great entertainment you three have provided. I have another question. <laughs> okay. Fighting game tournaments get a lot of different competitors due to their open bracket format. This results in people using unusual and unique controllers and setups. Examples include, but are not limited to, a piano keyboard, a Guitar Hero guitar, the Resident Evil 4 chainsaw controller, a steering yep. wheel for driving games, and a life-sized buster sword with a fight stick built into it. Yep. Is there any strange or unique controller or setup you would want to see someone enter a tournament with? Keep up the great work. Two DDR pads. I want to see somebody come in with the, uh, oh my god, what the hell is that stupid game called? The big mech controller. The one that you're... Oh, Steel Battalion. Yeah. I think someone already did that, and if they didn't, I'm sure they're working on it for next year. Steel Battalion. S Steel Battalion. It is a big boy, that controller. Uh, fighting game? Or let's put tournament. Let's see. Yeah. I'm interested if somebody... I also want to see, um, so I, I found a controller like a year ago for PS2 that was motion sensors that are on like these little crossbars like above and below for like certain buttons and a DDR pad for movement. So if you wanted to like do a high punch, you had to like dance, like swing this way or like left punch like this. So Tekken would work great like this. It would literally be just like boxer size or Taibo. That'd be fantastic. That would be pretty cool. I want to see some. Oh, actually, which. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. Uh, someone posted on Twitter today. It might also been on YouTube. Uh, they literally made a motion capture controller for Tekken, where if you do like the actual punch, he had movements you could install to mimic the actual moves the character was playing as. Man, 
I was gonna say we gotta get somebody on like a DDR pad fighting a dude up with a connect or something but if there's motion control yeah. we should okay here's the thing right we get them set up with their own cameras we put them into yep. a ring and then we put them close to each other put something to like make, to make sure they don't hurt each other i don't know maybe like boxing gloves or something and then we see them fight in the game but in real life as well that's just the best that would be the best thing you could do uh no, yeah, of course. I want to see people do dumb dances and shit to fight at, like, Evo. That would be amazing. That's coming. I'm calling it right here. Oh, You've heard definitely. it here first. It's coming. Yeah. Wasn't there literally, like, a movie about that? Like, that Hugh Jackman Real Steel or something like that? Yeah, there was. Yeah, it's just Real Steel. Rasterman7 writes in and says, do you have a favorite loading screen music theme? I personally quite dig the one from Crash Bash. I think, I can't remember if Splatoon 1 or 2 had like a fun riff. I like playing on my actual like uh, Steam Deck or yeah, my stream deck whenever we just need music for like stalling. Mm. I just enjoy that one. Uh, loading screen, maybe too like specific. I still really really like the battle toads pause music just so much that's a good one i'm trying to think of another one but yeah that might be the like a key one right there yeah i'm sure there's one that like if somebody said i'd just be like of course that's the best thing in gaming but i can't think of it right now uh sukusuko writes do you find it harder to return to a game with complex mechanics or a deep story and how do you mitigate those long pauses between sessions? I find usually games have both, and that makes it doubly hard to go back to both. Yeah. Um, I mean, mechanics probably, because at least with a deep story, you can read a synopsis to get caught back up. Yeah, sure. That I never really think about that. I'll always want to return to a game. My thing is that if it has a deep story and I stopped at like a point and i know that the story is good i'll want to replay it from the beginning and then like that throws me off and just like i'm not doing that so i guess i'm not returning to it where mechanics i feel like i'll get the hang of it again in an hour but um yeah reading some noxus that's or like a youtube video even these days just like to catch up on the lore yeah. and then pausing it when you get to the point that you remember yeah mechanics is probably harder to get back to honestly Phantomagus writes in and says, Ahoy TDP crew, what content do you enjoy watching on YouTube that is not about gaming? Uh, I watch uh, Stephen Colbert and... Uh, oh, shit, what's his name? Oh, no, I'm blanking on it. Seth Meyers, there we go. Okay. So I watch a lot of political... I watch a political pundits, comedians. Yeah, political comedian pundits, so... Sure. Uh, I don't really watch any gaming content right these days anymore on YouTube. That's usually a Twitch thing for me now. Uh, mm. I watch a lot of, I, like, I'll call them talk show type things of, like, people talking to people with, like, interesting lives or, a, like, thing I don't know about just to, like, like, when am I ever going to talk to, like, this type of person? It's like, oh, this dude did an interview with them or something. Like, so I watch a lot of that stuff. I watch a lot of what you might call boring like asmr type ish stuff like i really like woodworking youtube right now uh just like watching people oh, yeah. I've, I've heard that's super relaxing to watch art restoration uh 
and for nighttime stuff i listen to like i guess they're like scary stories or creepy passes like where a dude just narrates them in like a really nice calm voice with like uh usually like the sound of a fire or like rain or something and that's usually what i fall asleep to but otherwise i just kind of it as almost podcast material youtube oh and sumo stuff every two months uh just that's what uh boko right what is the worst way to die <laughs> on fire yeah apparently on fire is the worst pain uh imaginable to human beings so i agree i concur <laughs> sounds real as someone who has burned their arms numerous times yes fucking hurts <sighs> yeah dad writes in and says what are your top three games you've played because they've been free as in claimed free to play or other bonus they've been part of a bundle or they've been paid they've been on a paid subscription service yeah um that's that's a tough one for me because yeah when i think f like for like when i think they've been free that usually ends up being like a key mobile games and most of my games were either on my phone were either gotcha games oh, yeah. or clickers i thought you were gonna go like you were given a key by somebody that's technically a free game i I, i've got tons of keys from like various like studios and that but i don't know if i remember an exact list of what i've played that with that specific requirement totally yeah for sure I think it might even be easier to answer the inverse of like, what are your top three games you've paid full price for? It might be. <laughs> okay. Free. I really enjoyed Tap My Katamari, which was the Katamari clicker game. For, I played that one for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And Game Pass just throws a huge wrench in this where most of my... Game Pass just adds a ton, yeah. Um, Warframe definitely is just like a free to play game that I wouldn't have played otherwise. Tried one day, it was like, oh, this is awesome, and just played a bunch of that. That's definitely one. I'm going to say Turtles in Time. <laughs> I definitely think they've been part of a bundle. I've never—I don't know the any time I've actually played a game just because they were part of a bundle. I usually get a bundle because there's one game in there I want, and the others kind of just woefully are on my list now as well. Like, yeah, I—I'm probably in the minority of just like random people that do that because I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, sweet, five games or whatever," and then they'll try them all out. That I'm—that's not me. I just see that one game for like 12 bucks or something and I'll jump on it. I don't know. I don't know. That's all I have. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Comet Strider writes, Today, uh, Tuesday, August 30th to be exact, is the first day it is possible to legitimately 100% WarioWare get it together because the final Wario Cup unlocked just under one year after the game launched. Have you ever had to wait to 100% a game because it was necessary to wait until a certain date to be able to complete it? If so, what's the longest wait you can remember? Easy for me, no, because I don't care about completing games, so I won't wait. 
the longest game I can think of would pro that's not like just an MMO that's still getting content. Stanley Parable, you had to not play the game for five years. And now it's 10. And then turn it on. <laughs> well, now the, now Ultra Deluxe is 10 years, yeah. but yeah, 10 years hasn't passed yet. Five years passed since Stanley Parable, so you could do it. Yeah. I remember I booted up the original Stanley Parable because of a fortune cookie stream, and I now had to wait. I had to tack on another five years to wait. <laughs> and I, th- I think it actually has been long enough. Let me double check that. Maybe I can actually get that now. Oh, man. Let's find out. Stanley last played August 12th, 2018. No, one more year. I still have to wait another year. <laughs> Man, what if it was almost like to the day too? Didn't you say August or did you say August or October? August, August 12th, August 12th. So actually pretty close. That's pretty close. I am still missing a couple achievements in the game. What are the ones I'm missing? I'm missing eight <laughs> commitment Played the Stanley Parable for the entire duration of a Tuesday. Complete the Stanley Parable in under four minutes, 22 seconds, not including load times. Don't play the Stanley Parable for five years and unachievable. It is impossible to get this achievement. So technically, actually can't 100% Stanley Parable. Never mind. Alexa set a reminder for August 12th, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to put a message on that. Otherwise, it's just going to be a random nope, reminder. You're not going to know what the hell it's for. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm also going to say right now, it kind of bugs me that WarioWare had that set up. I did not like that Wario Cup setup. Yeah. But also, I had a chip on my shoulder about that game to begin with, so maybe I'm not the best person to go to about that. A lot of people weren't very fond of that game. It's kind of unfortunate. And it's kind of a bummer, because I also heard like the best modes in the game were the two-player modes. I heard those are actually fantastic. Mm. Yeah. VGC Kenny writes in with the last question. Much to Sean's dismay, the Nemesis system from Shadows of Mordor did not end up going anywhere, but that doesn't mean we can't imagine it. How would you use it in any recent 2020 and after video games that you could imagine it getting some use? I feel like it would have worked fantastic in a Batman game. Yeah, totally. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Just different factions. And each time you took out like a leader, like other gangs got more powerful. Totally. I think it were it like I think of like Gotham Knights could definitely benefit from that. Yeah, for sure. What about like a Pokemon game where your rival is like consistently changing based on Oh man. I was going to say it'd be more wild if depending on how you played it imagine like there was like all the team rocket equivalents they've had over the years. Mm. They're all vying for one place and the more you clear out one the stronger they get in other areas or stuff like that. That could actually be really cool. That would be cool, yeah. Yeah. All right. So again, thank you for writing in. If you want to do so, topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? Demon Throttle. Uh, I'll give it to Cult of the Lamb. Uh, for some housekeeping, Sean will be back next week. And he and I will be doing a TVP soon on something or other. Couldn't tell you what. Don't know. We have a few options. We don't know which one we're going to go with. So, Have you done anything on She-Hulk yet? Or are you waiting for the whole season to be done? I don't... Yeah, I'm not sure. I think we... the Some of the ones we're thinking of right now are between 
uh, the Sandman and Only Murders in the Building. So those are because I think we want to do a TV based one. We haven't done one of those in a while. Uh, Fair. And those are two that we've been in. Yeah, not sure yet, though. But uh, that'll be it for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody.